So what are you aware of right now going on inside of you? Is there peace? Tiredness? Sadness or joy? Stability? Instability? Are you afraid or nervous? Are you happy and enthusiastic? Maybe a little bit of all of that? Maybe none of it? Maybe you're numb or neutral? Sometimes it seems like the same until we realize in numbness it's stagnant neutrality. It's actually just a gentle flow. So part of this experiencing the divine is also one of an awareness process. Because we have to be aware in order to begin to have, not just have the experience, we're having the experience anyway, but to begin to have greater understanding of that which we are experiencing. And that's another component here. It's not just experiencing the divine. We're all doing that all the time. That's who we are. But what about our levels of awareness of that and how we can expand our awareness? Because we can make choices to either have more experience of our divinity or make choices to have less experience of that. Well, just like last night, I was sharing about our honor our time together ways of being. Those are just a few things to pay attention to for what? But to give us a focus or direction in which we can really begin to expand our awareness to experience more of our divinity. Even right here, sitting here, even during lunch, during meditation, what are you doing in every moment? Because every moment, you can either be focused inwardly and up towards God, or you can be focused down and out and getting caught up in all the crap in the world. Or you can even be focused down and out and in and up all at the same time. Maybe it's not one or the other, either or, black or white, up or down. What if expanding our awareness means in all directions as a spherical? No more linear. Spherically, not even circular, spherically. One center point, all direction. Because that's really the truth. That's the truth. I reference the sun in the sky a lot because that sun in our physical sky is a great reflection of the soul itself. There's a ball of light. It's spherical. There's one ball of light, but out of that ball of light comes many rays in every direction. Every direction. Well, so is the soul. It's just where we have we allowed our attention to go on the rays of light that have come out of the very center of that sun that we are. That's all we're doing here. We've just allowed our attention, which is our conscious awareness, 
to simply extend out on a ray of our own light out into creation to have experience. That's the story of Adam and Eve, by the way. Eve is simply symbolic of the divine spark of our attention and awareness that we have extended out of the soul realm, out of our own soul, into this physical creation. That's what the story of Adam and Eve is really about. And here we are, we're all Eve, as our attention is here in the physical creation, experiencing the serpent, having some bad apples, looking for our groom that we lost. That's the journey of the soul's return, back to the soul realm. To return back to that original state of consciousness, of beingness, we call our soul, our divinity, returning to our true home. And it is just a process of awareness or awakening, expanding that. I like to say meditation opens the door, but then it's up to us to keep the door open and to keep expanding, to keep awakening. It's easier in retreats because we really all have a focus that way, but even on the meal breaks, do you find yourself still keeping that focus? Or do you allow yourself to now just say, ah, done with meditation, you know, I'm going to focus on all this other stuff in the world now. You came away on retreat to get away from it all, but here you are, you brought it all with you. Well, yeah, of course, you can't separate yourself from your life, but you can make a choice to maybe rearrange the priorities. The thing I know is that when I make God first, then, and God first, yeah, we've got to make a choice to go in and up. But then when you connect that in and up to the source, your soul, Hey, there's an acronym out there I think somebody came up with. Source of Unconditional Loving. Soul. <laughs> it's in the Laugh Workbook if you haven't seen it, by the way. That one was Kelsey's. I'd like to take credit for it, but you know. So do you just leave that there once you tap into that, or do you allow yourself to now bring that awareness of that loving of yourself in the truest sense into now the down and out. This is why it's not either or. It is simply waking up and then allowing yourself to live in that source of unconditional loving even when you're now focused into the world. It doesn't have to be down and out. It can be simply a movement of loving rather than down and out or in and up won't even be that level of definition, but rather just all an expansion and a movement of your loving, and you're constantly in the middle of it, aware of it, no matter what direction those rays of loving are going. And we talk about focusing here. We're talking about going into the very center. And from that center viewing point, no matter where you look, is where your loving goes. But you don't need to travel out 
to the end point of where that ray of light where you're looking goes to, you can still stay here in a viewing point, simply observing from here where that ray of light goes. Just as we look at one another, you don't have to go out. You can stay here and just simply allow that ray of light of your loving to do what it does. But to have that experience in that connection that loving is with one another, but without having to get caught up in one another, but rather staying centered here in yourself, in that place of love and neutrality. Do you realize that's all we're doing? Is simply allowing our attention to go out, and all we're doing is bringing it back. All like breathing in and out. That's all we're doing. Anytime you go into disturbance or reaction, do you know all you've done is allowed your attention to go outside of yourself? Your reaction is just letting you know what you've done. That doesn't make it wrong. That reaction is now serving you. Say, so, oops. Yep, once again, I separated myself. I allowed my attention to go outside. Now all I'm going to do is bring it back. That's all meditation is doing. But once you understand that, you can do that at any moment. You become aware, you can make the choice, and all of a sudden come right on back. Right back to your center, your source of unconditional loving. Your soul. It's this states of awareness. And the more you keep coming back, your center, your source of unconditional loving, the more awake and aware you become. It's that simple. Just like anything, the more we do it, the more experience we have, the more awareness that comes with it, the more understanding, the more peace, the joy. Is the more you live from the center, the greater fullness of your divinity do you know. And automatically, you're going to live it. You, how can you not live yourself? That's freaking nuts if you think you can even do it differently than that. You're never not living yourself. All you've done is projected outside and got caught up in the projection. That's all. But you still you live in yourself. You just allowed your attention to now get distracted. And so... That's all it is. Anything we call distraction, that doesn't mean it's bad. Even when we talk about meditation, we say, yeah, down and out. I got distracted. I got caught up in my cell phone. I got caught up in a side conversation. I got caught up in something else. I got distracted. All we did was allow our attention to go outside of ourselves rather than staying centered. That's all. Does this sound too simple and easy? Well, that's too freaking bad. I'm trying to change my language this trip. My goodness. I'm using the real F word. But then eventually we'll bring in freedom and forgiveness along with it. You guys all know that acronym, right? Forgiveness unconditionally clears karma. Okay, if you didn't, now you do. Believe it or not, Stephen McAfee came up with that one. <laughs> Some of you might have been at the retreat when I shared that 
acronym for the first time, and I remember when I wrote it up on the board and easel, I just said forgiveness and let it sink in or everybody see it. It takes a few seconds, you know, for everybody. And as I'm doing it, I hear way in the back of the room Stephen's voice, Brian, no! (laughs) Oh, I just ruined his image, Mr. Goody (laughs) Two-Shoes. Everybody's got a little bit of that in them. Most people are just too afraid to admit it. But when we can admit or acknowledge and not hide any, and I mean any aspect of where we have allowed our attention to go to, is when we set ourselves free. And our avoidance, our fear, our judgments of anything, I literally mean anything. I had an inner experience once where literally I was out of body and this beautiful lights and spirit and movement of loving, and there I am. And all this focus right on the tip of my pinky. All this energy focused. Like, what the deal? And all it was was a little booger. In an inner experience, I'm not kidding you, I'm not joking, But because I had judgment on that little booger and picking my nose, it literally was distracting me from my own divinity. I'm saying this to drive home a point. It is literally down to that level. I'm not kidding you. When I realized what was going on, well, what did I do? Of course I ate it. (laughs) Well, haven't you heard about eating your karma? And yes, I like the gross shock factor, you know that. So that F word, forgiveness, that's all it comes down to. But until we're willing to literally look at every little booger that we're afraid of, that little booger of a distraction literally holds us back from our own liberation. Seems kind of ridiculous, right? It is. But yet, because we've judged or feared that little booger, we ourselves literally hold us, hold ourselves back from our own awakening and freedom and really knowing our own divinity. And I mean that. It's not words anymore. You guys have heard the words over and over for years and years. We're in a place now where It's all about the doing and the action of soul liberation, not just the talking about it. Yeah, of course we're talking about it. Did you notice a difference in last night's sharing? It was different last night, wasn't it? Yeah, because as each of us has been doing the work over the years, we bring ourselves to a greater place. And at some point, we have to take that next step in greater action so that it's not just talk anymore, but now it's action because it is only through our actions that we're going to really wake up and know our source of unconditional loving. When we go on to Q&A, whether it's afternoon or at any event or anything we do. The real truth is that Q&A time is time for you 
to begin to acknowledge, to claim, to confess, to admit, to love, to accept, and to forgive. Whatever little booger that you're afraid of to set yourself free. That's what it's really about. And yeah, in the beginning, it maybe is more about information. So you take on, so you understand what it is you need to do. And even as we go along, there's still that process. But it becomes more about what can you do to support yourself through your actions rather than gaining information. Because you can talk things to death, which is good. We'll talk it to death, so eventually we bury it. So now you can rise up into that true living experience. That's what we're doing here. If you haven't noticed, there's the crazy, silly laughter, and there's the disturbing tears. And if we don't allow the space for all of it, we're only holding ourselves back. Jim and I really allow the space for everything. And that's why I say that, because I really want everybody to know that's the truth. But nobody really knows until they go for it. Don't believe me. Try me. But I say that in fun because I'm trying to always encourage everybody to take that leap of faith and get past whatever the fears that you're avoiding and holding back. Because I know what that does and I want you to as well. But even if you know intellectually it's not going to Knowing it intellectually doesn't do it. It is only through our actions that does it. That's why we have to respond. We have to do something with the information so that then we get the experience. I don't care if you call it soul liberation and freedom from your karma or whether you call it spiritual awakening and knowing your oneness with God. It's all one and the same. Just talking about it from a different perspective is all. But why not spend more time from this perspective rather than from down here or up here out of avoidance and fear of down here or over here, over here. There's a sister all around. You've got to be willing to allow yourself to go in any direction, in all directions, to allow your loving to expand into all areas of your consciousness so that nothing holds you back. And as we meditate, as we share, it allows that light of our own loving to go into all these dark areas or those areas within our consciousness that are simply asleep and unaware. Just like what happens when Jim or I talk and you start to find yourself going to sleep? Are you really going to sleep? Or, in the sharings, is that light of your unloving beginning to expand in those areas that are unconscious inside of you? And as it does, your conscious awareness, what did I say your attention is? But where you are focused on a ray of light out of your own soul? As it goes into those areas that are unconscious, as your attention goes with it, you'll start to go unconscious. But even in that, you're bringing that light of conscious awareness into the unconscious to wake it up. 
That's why last night even the tiredness and the unconscious and then the meditation and all of a sudden energized. That was trying to demonstrate and bring those areas awake. It's not me just having fun. Well, it is that too. But there really is a purpose in it all. And I like to talk about that because in so doing, I hope to stir awake more of that conscious awareness so that each of us, as we choose, this is never forced. It's always a choice. It's offered. We have to choose and receive and make our offerings for any of this to work. It's the only way it works. You have to ask in order to receive. Funny thing is, it's already offered before you even ask. But you still have to ask to open the door so that you can receive what has been offered. You know that phrase? You ever heard that? God already knows what it is you're praying for before you even pray? Yeah. So it's already done. It's already there. It's just waiting for you to open the door by asking or some sort of action so that you can receive. That's really all it boils down to. That's it. That's the simplicity in all this. But nonetheless, we still have to open that door in our consciousness in order for it to take place. Even sitting here listening or talking, same thing's going on. Doesn't matter if you're talking or you're listening. Doesn't matter. It can happen at any time, anyway. Sometimes the greatest giving is listening. Doesn't always look like here's giving, here's receiving. Don't let outer appearances fool you, in other words. It's more important to pay attention to that movement of consciousness inside of you and around you than it is to the words. But hopefully the words can be a reflection to support that movement of consciousness in and around you. But don't get confused or distracted by the words. Pay more attention to that which is unfolding within you. Because that's the key. And Aaron resides the door. You know, to walk this pathway, we have to step through the doorway to enter upon the path. And that path literally is just a ray of light right out of the center of your own soul in the heart of God. That's what it is. And all Jim and I try or attempt to do is to point that out, to bring awareness and attention to it so that you may begin to open that door within yourself and walk upon that path of sound and light that is there for you. It's one and the same for all of us, but it is upon our own ray of light, so to speak, and in truth, that we must tread. In truth, the way is one and the same. That action of the Holy Spirit, that river of loving, is the pathway for all of us. But within that is our own ray of light. Out of that one light, that one path of sound and light, is made of many lights. The divine spark that we are or the ray of light that we are in all of that. It's all of our rays of light or sparks that actually make 
the river of loving. We just have to claim our own in order to set ourselves free. We have to claim our spot in that. That's why it is so important to confess, to acknowledge, to take responsibility, to own. We have a lot in this world, you hear me talk about confession, to own up, get honest, be truthful. Well, most of us see that as because we did something wrong, so now I've got to confess my sins so I can be forgiven. That's how it looks in the world. But the truth of what's going on is exactly the opposite. You are claiming your own loving that you have placed here. You are now claiming it back to yourself. Because in each of those sins or wrongs or things you've judged or feared that you have put your or given your power to, that's how we've distracted ourselves. And all we're doing in confessing our sins is actually reclaiming that power or light of our own loving that we've given away to these things we call sins or distractions or illusions. Then it doesn't matter what you call it. It's all the same. And the process is the same and very simple of reclaiming it back to you. That which we've given away, we have to reclaim in order to restore ourselves. This is the restoration of the soul. It's that simple. So if it's too scary to say, oh my God, I confess, I judged, I feared, say, you know what? I'm simply reclaiming my loving back out of where I put it and now bringing it back to me, restoring my soul. That's what's going on. So when we're willing to admit, that's an action of forgiveness, by the way. When we're willing to admit, when we're willing to forgive by acknowledging where we've given our power away to is how now we bring that power back to ourselves, back into the wholeness. And that's a wonderful action of loving and accepting back that which we've given away. So forgiveness sets us free to accept back the loving that we've given away. That's it. That's it. That's what we're doing in the Q&As. All I'm doing ahead of time is letting you know how it works. And then when we move into Q&A, have at it. Let's do it. It's time for action. Here's the lesson plan. Here's the homework. Take your time. You're not getting graded on this. It is pass or fail, however. Not, eh, you failed. Try again. Doesn't matter if you understand this shit. All that matters is you do it. That's the pass or fail. Passing means you've done it. You are now free, and now you can pass through this land of illusion and limitation. Failure? Well, no, it's not failure. It's just opportunity for more learning. Right, try door number three. And, oh, it was door 1001. How many times did it take Thomas Edison to discover the light bulb? Sometimes it's like that, isn't it? Maybe all the time it's like that. Because maybe it's set up that way 
so that we'll have a lot of experience. Why else would we be here other than to have experience anyway? So maybe we've got to screw up everything so that we have the experience of everything here. And then when we finally get it right is when we get liberated. Do you get how I'm redefining right and wrong? Well, most of the time we judge ourselves as right and wrong. And it's not. We're simply doing all the things we need to do to have all the experiences we're here to have. And when we're done doing that, we'll then start to do this inner journey the right way, the righteous way, to return back home to God. That's it. No right or wrong, pass or fail. Just a lot of judgment and fear, that's all. But once you learn how to simply reclaim, take responsibility for your thoughts, feelings, actions, or reactions, and to restore loving, accepting, forgiving, then the meditation fulfills. It's all of them together. If you notice in the latest newsletters or on the website, we actually put all the core tenets of I-11, the actions of celebration. Now you guys don't bother looking at all that, right? Well, one way or another, you're going to hear it. Because it really is simply down to that core trinity, once again. But it really is just as we do it that it is done. Just remember that. Once you get the information, you've got it. It's just the doing of it now. And it's great to have the space, the encouragement, the inspiration, the motivation, the support. But, and it's okay if you don't want to take action now and you just want to come out and bask in the glow or the heat or the cold. That's fine because all of that is actually feeding us. Feeding us nourishing us, loving us, nurturing. Because in that we're learning how to feed, to nurture, to love ourselves for when we're ready to take those actions now to truly liberate our souls. Amen.